We're back, guys, and uh, it's after Christmas. We'd like to wish everyone, and uh, we hope everyone had a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas, and uh, the New Year's coming, and that means uh, semifinal college football and NFL playoffs are on the horizon, and, you know, it's the, the, the football year is winding down, but uh, this is where the, the, good, uh, the good teams meet and uh, the real football begins, in my opinion. What do you think? I agree, man. This is my honestly. This was typically my favorite year or favorite time of the year for football because you you have your typical bowl matchups and you you're heading into the final weeks of the NFL. They're getting ready for the NFL playoffs. It's just a lot of good football to watch because you have a lot of good teams matching up and playing against each other, which we still have. I just feel like COVID's kind of somewhat you know changed that this year and it's kind of changed up the the rhythm that I usually feel when I'm getting on my couch on Christmas time watching some bowl games uh for the new year but hey we still got some at least and we're watching them and I'm excited man it's uh we got some good stuff we're going to discuss not only on this episode but the next couple weeks of what's going to come to fruition so I'm excited all right so obviously uh we have uh the semifinal games around the corner but uh this is going to be an exclusive bowl pick'em episode uh, we're, we're releasing this earlier in the week, so y'all will get it earlier in the week. And uh, our first, uh, our first uh, bowl game is going to be your Florida Gators uh, against Oklahoma in the uh, Cotton Bowl. And the Sooners are favored by three, I'm assuming, because of uh, the mass amount of people that have opted out of this game for Florida. Yep, yep. I'll, I mean, if you want me to take, I'll take the lead. I mean, Go ahead. for me personally, this game, uh, you know, I know we're, we're doing picks as well as break analysis a little bit. When you're missing, Kyle, when Kyle Trask is missing Tony, Grimes, Pitts, um, you know, and I'm pretty sure Jacob Copeland, our fourth string receiver, who usually comes in there, or, or three or four, he has COVID, so he's out. So you're missing, I mean, four targets that usually he'd be, he'd be trying to get the ball to. Uh, that's going to hurt. I mean, and we're going to really see what Kyle Trask is made of. I mean, his offensive line is not really good at run blocking. They're great in the pass block. I think Florida's running backs are going to have to step up. The offensive line is going to have to step up, and they're going to be able to run the ball and uh, help out Kyle Trask. And then the guys who are behind those phenomenal playmakers are going to have to step up for the Gators to see if they can make some plays. For Oklahoma going to this game, I think Spencer Rattler's gotten better each game this year. Uh, the offense has been improving. You got Lincoln Riley. I don't know if his sights are on the NFL yet or not. We'll see. Um, but I mean, they're, they're coming into this game. They got a dual threat guy. They've looked better and better as the season's gone on. Uh, besides I, I will say losing to Kansas state and Iowa state early in the season probably wasn't the best look for them. Not a typical Oklahoma C, uh, team that we see reach, uh, the playoff, the playoff discussion at the end, but this is still a good football team. And I think they actually have the advantage over Florida in this game since they have a lot of their guys playing in the game and not opting out. Uh, and I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup when they meet, uh, tomorrow night. So. Yeah, well, I I think about this. If you if if Oklahoma doesn't let Kansas State come back from thirty five points and uh, lose that game, they have one loss right now, and they're a Big Twelve champion, yep. and they avenged their one loss. So I think they're in the playoffs over Notre Dame right now if they don't lose that game, in my yep. opinion. And um, back to this game, Florida. I mean, it doesn't matter who Florida has, man. It, it, Kyle Trask is on that team. They don't. He, I mean, it doesn't matter what's out there. He's gonna he's gonna play well, right? I mean, he didn't have much to work with this year, anyways. So he should excel. So I don't. I, there's no excuse for Kyle Trask to go out there and th- lay an egg. He he hasn't all year. I don't see him stopping now. So, but uh, tell me this. Tell me this though. Um, Kyle Trask, yes, record-breaking season and did so much for the Florida Gators this year. But 
Um, I expect to see a lot of Emory Jones uh, for majority of the second half of this game. What do you What do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think what would be really cool, um, personally, just as a fan, not trying to let my bias come in for the matchup as well, but uh, I think it'd be cool to see Trask come in there and do and play really well uh, and show that maybe it wasn't just all the weapons he had and the offensive line step up and give him time to make plays. Uh, and then if, if they're doing well enough, uh, it's time to look to the future. Uh, Trask is obviously going to go to the NFL draft. I mean, there's no question about it. He's, he's declaring he's not going to come back next year. Even though he has the opportunity to, I don't think he does. I think it's time for Emory Jones to come in there and see what the, the future quarterback of Florida. He's been waiting his turn for two years. Uh, and if, if the hype's real, uh, whether it's Emory Jones or Anthony Richardson, one of those two guys are going to come in and make some big plays. So uh, to me, it's going to be Emory. We, we, I'd love to see him come in and play well. But – uh, for him to do that, I mean, it's either A, Trask plays bad, or B, uh, Florida's doing well enough that they can bring him in the second half and still win the game. It's just a bowl game, too, so it's not like, you know, life or death or anything like that. It's not playoff repercussions at this point, so I don't see an issue with putting in Emory. I don't know how their Gator fans feel about it, but uh, I don't think Spencer Rattler is going to give Florida any opportunities, especially with that horrid, horrid Florida defense. I don't think that he's going to give them any opportunities to even, uh, you know, have Emory have it a whole second half to – to play but we'll see well here's my here's my thing this is your this is not your normal bowl game because you're not guaranteed 30 spring practices like you normally are in normal season COVID is still around I'm not saying I mean I think we're coming over the hump hopefully and everything's going on but uh you're not guaranteed practices uh in the spring before next season uh, yet I'm I mean I, I hope people I hope they implement the same amount of practice that way the reps and stuff but You've got to look this. This game is like a program builder, and you got a lot of guys that missed snaps out on last spring that really needed to get some, and maybe you didn't weren't able to get onto the field during the fall for these games. But um, this uh this this game this match is really intriguing. I think you're going to see a lot of youth on the Florida side of the football, and I think Oklahoma already being a young team is kind of a step ahead in this situation. But um, this is not this is not going to this I, I hate these bowl matchups kind of because they always think one team like wins and they have the upper hand and you know, you know like there's different paths that programs are on and um, right now Oklahoma's bringing their majority of their team into this game they've had all season and Florida won't but uh, with that being said I'm gonna pick this game so uh, huh well, you haven't picked yet have you I have I'm interested to see who you pick I know who I'm picking okay. Um, I think Oklahoma's got the got the uh, momentum and everything going in their season, but I think they can win by three. Yep, yep. I'm going with the Oklahoma Seniors as well. I think the minus three is pretty gracious. I think they actually could win by a touchdown. I don't see them winning by two or three touchdowns, but I definitely see them winning by at least three. So I'm going with the Sooners in this game as well. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't put a ton of weight in, into this this particular bowl game as far as like for futuristic next season and expectations. So um, right. with the second one, uh, not as complicated as the first one. Uh, you got Auburn and Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern is a three-point favorite. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald and his Wildcats are very disciplined football team, very good football team. Went toe-to-toe with Ohio State. Arguably could have won that Big Ten championship game with uh, a little bit more of a competent offense, uh, in my opinion, because the defense is there. And then, uh, you know, Auburn fired Gus Malzahn. We haven't talked about that much yet, but um, uh, he's gone. We've uh, Tigers have hired Brian Harson, And uh, I'm, I'm really, really interested to, to see how the kids react and play this game. He's not going to be on the sideline coaching because I don't think he can. 
Uh, but uh, this this is very this this could be a teller for next season of the talent that Auburn's going to have. You're going to have Bo Nix at quarterback next season. There's not going to be a quarterback change, in my opinion, because Harson's not going to have the time to go out and recruit somebody that's better. Uh, he's obviously the best quarterback on our roster. But with there's some drama looming around with Anthony Schwartz, though. He's uh, he's not very bought into Brian Harson, and uh, in my opinion, uh, I, he can kick rocks. Uh, you got to be your <laughs> Anthony Schwartz is not bigger than the Auburn football program and he never will be. So um, if he wants to suit up in the orange and blue and wear that Under Armour uniform, then he needs to he needs to stick it out and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, be just like everyone else on the team. So um, I think the I think the less drama team wins bowl games, in my opinion, and I think Northwestern is probably going to beat Auburn in this situation. Yeah, I like everything you said. I think Peyton Ramsey has to come out and play really well against Auburn's secondary. Uh, I'm looking out for Auburn. I would love to see Seth Williams come out. Uh, they love to talk about A.J. Hampton for Northwestern, how, how well he plays. I would love to see Seth Williams come out and have a really good game and see Bo Nix get him the ball. And, I mean, Tank, Tank Bigsby is going to have to have a really good game for Auburn, especially in the run game. With the coaching changes, it's easy for – it's just the same as the Florida-Oklahoma game with players dropping out. When a coach is changed for the bowl game, it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, we got an interim head coach coming in for this game, and this game only uh, players won't be bought in. They don't really care. I mean, that that's why, and I hate to say it, but that sometimes these bowl games, I'm, like we talked about, it's just like it's still fun to watch these guys line up and play, but if there are bigger repercussions on the line, I feel like they'd be a little bit I more interesting. It. Make, it, make, it, um, make it more important. Yeah, exactly. Make it more important. Make it make it curious more weight or something. I don't I don't know what benefits the NCAA could come up with to, to give some of these teams you know benefits for winning these games. Well, but if they structured not, if they structured if they structured a scheduling component of this, and you know how the college basketball does the SEC versus Big Twelve challenge or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so yep. you could do that, but have bowl matchups, and the winner of the bowl matchups gets the 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 team that's on their schedule the winning. The winning teams get to host them at home or something. They're their home game. Yeah, but it's scheduling in football is really hard to incentivize, so uh, it's not possible. It is scheduling football in its, in its own is not easy. I mean, we you need to give the ads more credit on the college level. They have to go through a lot finding the dates, making sure that weekends work, and there's a lot of money and logistics that go into it. So I'm not even gonna get started on that. But when it comes to the bowl games, I agree to make them more valuable. Uh, now you're starting to see players of the past couple of years, and it happens. It happens all the time now in college. Like I think the first year it actually was a big deal was with Christian McCaffrey at Stanford when he opted out one of those last games of the season. That was like the first time we saw a college football player do that in a long time, actually ever. I think uh, to opt out and not finish the season with the rest of his team, and that makes a lot of people mad, especially when there's more going into it. I think over the past years it's become more accepting, and and, and you know you can't really say the same for a head coach because this happens sometimes. You know a team does well well enough to be in a good bowl game and then their head coach gets fired like you know I hate to say Gus Malzahn was not meeting the Auburn fans expectations so he needed to go we all agreed on that but when the players aren't gonna be bought in when they're they don't even have their head coach in that game on top of other players opting out this makes these bowl games just not really a true testament of where these teams are really at and what they can play as so um it also makes it easy for people to come up with excuses because you got to play the game regardless but um it, it's interesting it's it, I will say it does make it interesting from a different perspective 
perspective that's like, oh, here's all the here's all the guys who've been waiting their turn to play. Here's all the guys who, you know, they've been waiting their chance. They've been grinding at practice. The younger guys, they get experience in this game. So, uh, But in regards to the Northwestern Auburn game, I'm kind of with you. I think Northwestern, after playing a really well – I mean, we, we have to say Ohio State is a pretty good team. Uh, and for them to hold Justin Fields like they did, who is going to be a very high draft pick in my opinion still, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think Northwestern deserves the nod here. And I think Northwestern, I- I'll pick them to go uh, be the Tigers in this game as well in Orlando. Well, yeah. Um, before we go to the third one real quick, but there, there is a way to incentivize this. And it's to cut the fluff. Auburn 6-4. and four. They should not be going to a bowl game. There's too Agreed. many bowl games. Um, I honestly think if uh, you take you take the two teams that make the conference championship in each conference, and if they're not in the playoff, the runner-up or the winner, whatever doesn't matter, they get a they get a they get a bowl game, and I think those teams should play in bowl games. There should not be twenty-five bowl games. There should be about eight, maybe. But at the end of the day, it's all about money and companies making their money. So. Well, yeah, I was gonna say money, but man, I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of love having a lot of bowl games. That's just me. I love watching football. I don't want them to take away the bowl games, man. That's so much I fun do. to watch. I don't care who it is. I get more football. You know what I mean? I don't want them to take it away, bro. I want them to play. They need to play thirty to thirty-five bowl games, bro. I'm trying to watch football. No, there's too many bowl games. But <laughs> the third one, the third one we're talking about is uh, uh, the Bearcats, Cincinnati Bearcats. They uh, they get they get a chance to show something here. Now this is I do find these games interesting. Yeah, this is an this interesting is game. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. I believe they're gonna have their full team. Uh, the, I mean, minus a few. I I haven't heard of any major opt outs, but. Cincinnati's bringing their squad and Georgia and Georgia's a heavyweight uh, football team right now. You could, I mean, for over the past couple of years, they've been really good drafting, not drafting, but recruiting very well, top of the class. And Cincinnati has something to prove in this game, kind of like UCF did when they beat Auburn not so long ago. And man, JT Daniels has made a difference in this team, in my opinion. It makes me wonder how. Much would change. I still think they lose to Alabama, and I still think they probably lose to Florida. But uh, the games are different, in my opinion. They don't lose to Florida by whatever twenty-four touchdowns almost with JT Daniels playing. But um, see, this is the Peach Bowl. Uh, where, where's the Peach Bowl get played? Do you know? Uh, the Peach Bowl this year. Uh, I'm if I had. I know the Citrus uh, is in t- like uh, Outbacks Citru- in Tampa. No, Citrus, Citrus is in Orlando. Citrus in Orlando. Peach Bowl is that uh, Cotton Bowl's in it, Texas. Peach Bowl yeah. is in oh that's in Atlanta and yeah that's in Atlanta. The Peach Bowl is in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah that's in Atlanta. Right. Okay, and the Rose. It is in Atlanta. Mercedes Benz. Yeah, they're playing the Rose Bowl, Alabama, Notre Dame. They're playing that in AT and T Stadium in Texas to have fans instead of Pasadena. And then the Sugar Bowl is in obviously New Orleans. All right, but uh, this Peach Bowl, Georgia, Cincinnati, um, man. I think Georgia wins, but I think ooh man, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna take Cincinnati plus seven. They could win, but I don't think yep. they win. So just a real quick breakdown. I'll make it pretty simple for us here. You have a team like Cincinnati who's hungry. A lot of those guys probably won't sniff the NFL after they're gone. They've had a perfect 9-0 season, and they're still hungry to kind of prove themselves that these not these non-power five conferences should be in the conversation. 
you're going to see a very, very, very similar. We just talked about Auburn. Very similar matchup that we did with Stidham and Auburn versus UCF, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to see a very, very similar game to where, uh, you know, Georgia's going to come in. They're going to play. They're good. They're a good football team. You could argue that they're probably better because they got better guys on the team. Probably a little bit. I, I can't. I don't want to say better coaching. I mean, I don't know if you saw the statistics today, but Georgia had no uh, All Americans this year, and I saw like the past three stars. years. Did you see that stat on Twitter today? Yeah, yeah I've seen that. And I don't know how much weight you can put to that because they've had a lot of the battle this year already. But personally, I'm going to take the hungrier team. I'm going to take the team where you have a group of guys like Cincinnati where they're going to play their hearts out. And I like we always talk about, we just have a heart for the, the, the underdogs. I love the underdog. I'm going to take Cincinnati plus seven as well. I think they can actually keep it close. I don't know if they'll win, but I know they can't. They'll keep it within at least three to seven if I had to take it right now. So I'm going to go Cincinnati plus seven as well. Okay. All right, now we're going to move into the semifinal games. Uh, the Rose Bowl, which is Alabama uh, versus Notre Dame. Alabama's a 19-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a lot of points. And uh, I do have to bring this up. I think Alabama's going to win this game by convincingly. I do. But 19-and-a-half is too much for me because uh, when Alabama loses, uh, it's normally because of athletic quarterbacks and i think ian book is probably one of if not the most athletic quarterback uh, in college football obviously being able to throw and run the ball um interesting notre dame um they're gonna get they're gonna come out of this and people are gonna be like why did you put them in why did you put them in um like they do every time and honestly i i think notre dame was the fourth best team in the country in my opinion um i would have put them in at four but, you know, Alabama is, is – I, I hate saying it. Like we talked about it the other day, but it's to the point now it's just like a respect thing. Like they're just – you know, they, they're just they're just dominant at year in, year out. And, you know, people are waiting for it to end. And it just seems like it's never going to. But guess what? It is. One day it will. And uh, that that's not this year, though. So uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame plus 19 and a half, but – Alabama is probably going to win this by close to that. Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, I'm going to go and say it now, Ian Book is not the most athletic quarterback in college football. I would not put him over Zach Wilson. I would not put him over Justin Fields. And I definitely want to put him over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, would I put him over Mac Jones and Kyle Trask? Yes. But I would not say he's the most athletic quarterback in college football. Uh, but he is a good quarterback. And Sean is right when he says that Alabama in the past, when you think about their matchups with their defense, that is, by the way, isn't the best Alabama Crimson Tide defense we've seen uh, in the recent years. It's actually probably one of the weakest ones we've seen. Uh, they struggle against athletic quarterbacks, as many defenses do. Uh, so for a weak defense to come into this game and Ian Book to have that ability to run and throw, that might cause problems for them. Uh, and I think it will. And uh, I think it is wise to take Notre Dame 19 and a half in this game. I I'm with you there because I think Notre Dame also is getting sick of the and, – and they talked about it a little bit. I actually watched that interview with uh, Herb and uh, Ian Book themselves talking about how Notre Dame, the players know that everyone thinks they're overrated. I mean, obviously, when you come in and you you're playing a, you know, independent, you know, you know de independent conference, I guess I should say, because they weren't really, really a conference, but they're as an independent, they didn't play – in a specified, you know, ACC, SEC, whatever you want to call it. So now that they did, they dominated, I would say, a pretty weak ACC. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, now you can't use that excuse anymore, but they're still, you know, calling us overrated. So I think they're hungry after that loss where they're going to want to come in and say, okay, well, Clemson beat pretty much beat us handily uh, with Trevor Lawrence returning, but we still want to prove that we're a pretty dang good football team. 
Uh, and I know the committee probably does too because they put him there. They, they, they were facing a lot of wrath. So Notre Dame has a lot to prove, and I think they'll do well against uh, – Alabama, but I think it's still the Alabama Crimson Tide. The Tide, as it usually does, will roll in eventually, and they'll, they'll win handily by at least two touchdowns. But uh, I think 19.5 is pushing it. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go Notre Dame 19.5. Okay. All right. Uh, the fifth and final uh, bowl game we'll be talking about is the second semifinal. It is uh, Clemson and Ohio State. Clemson's a 7.5-point favorite. Um, Dabo ranked Ohio State at the end of the thing, uh, end of the year at the 11th best team in the 11. country. 11. Um, pretty much making a statement. And whether you like it or not, I, dude, I, 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 lo- I love Dabo Sweeney. I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't help it. He's infectious. The, 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 the players, you can just tell the players just rally around him. They, they feed off his emotion and, his straightforwardness. He's not politically correct kind of person. And um, Ryan Day did not. Uh, did you see the video after the the game or whatever that, that they won the Big Ten championship game? Yeah. Where it was like, oh, we're gonna beat you know whatever. That 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 God, that was the worst thing to catch on clip. Yeah, it because was. You had all the emotion where Dabo just ranked them at eleven, and they could have took that, but now you're. <laughs> Clemson, Clemson is a very, very good football team. And in my opinion, I think Clemson is going to win the national championship game because they have the best player in college football on their team in Trevor Lawrence. So yep. um, with that being said, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. I think Ohio State and Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields' draft stock plummets. I think it plummets after this game. I do not. I do not. It's see, already been plummeting a I little know, bit. I don't see what people see in him. And I just – Especially not this I, year. I can't stand it, and I swear, if the Falcons draft him, I will, I will abandon the fanhood. I can't, I can't stand it. <laughs> You're when gonna abandon your team, huh? I can't stand it when my teams draft people I don't want, <laughs> and it seems to happen every year. It seemed, I was so, I was so happy that Auburn did not hire Hugh Freeze or whatever whatever that clown was i'm so glad they didn't do that because oh, i would have hey, had to. would you have abandoned the fandom I there too had, i would have had to i can't i cannot endure <laughs> that i'm glad they went off the grid and got brian harson but um with that being said i think clemson wins this game by seven and a half i i want to take ohio state plus seven and a half but I'm taking uh, – clemson's got a lot more snaps of experience this season and i'm going to take the tigers Experience will always give an advantage, whether it's in age, whether it's in sports, whether it's in life. It does not matter. Experience will always outweigh anything else. And in my opinion, Clemson's got the experience this season, and Ohio State does not because they have only played six games. And you know what? I loved what Davo said. I'm an equal opportunity guy, right? He's an equal opportunity guy. So for him, He's looking at it. He puts them at 11 because they have not played the games. If you look at the argument of other teams like the Oklahomas, like the Floridas, like the other teams that were right there on the cusp where they had no business playing some of these games at the end of the season, if they did not want to, because we saw a lot of teams opt out this season and not want to play their games, but these other teams honored the code and they played the games like they're supposed to. When Ohio State does not play those games, they have no we, – we can't even make a fair assessment of them because we haven't seen them. You know what I mean? And so, in my opinion, Ohio State – they definitely still has elite talent there. They have a lot of good players on that team. Uh, but since they have not played the games, I'm with Dabo on this. I, I think they, they should not be in there. That's just me. 
but you know, you got to stand by what that what has been done, and here we are talking about it. To me, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to come in and he's going to play lights out. I think Etienne's going to come in, he's going to play lights out, and they're going to show that they're ready to go in uh, into this national championship game because we're going to see another Alabama Clemson national championship. Sorry, college football fans, we're going to have another Alabama Clemson national championship. I know it's getting a little old, isn't it? But you know, when they are just too dominant, too dominant powerhouses, what can we do? Whether you want to say it's good for the sport or not, who knows. But I think Justin Fields on Ohio State, I agree with Sean a little bit there. He's already been plummeting. He hasn't been playing very well this season like he usually does. And uh, I would love it. Get, I think it would be funny if they did draft him at four. How did he get six in the Heisman voting? Because of hype. Remember, and don't even get you don't me even started have to earn, on the Heisman that's Trophy. That's what the problem is. I think don't Ohio even State, get me started. I think Ohio State is the third. I think, he's, I think they're the third best team in the country. I truly do. But with – and the – the curriculum for the playoff, they, they deserve to get in. But, man, you don't have to earn anything anymore. You don't have to earn anything. Justin Fields was already just thrown to the top of the Heisman list, and people just voted for him. I mean, The Heisman they, Trophy, I don't even want to talk about it because it's just so bizarre to me. Um, if it was me picking... You would have it. Wouldn't be a quarterback award. It wouldn't be a running. I mean, you would pick the best player in college football, uh, and hands down. And if we're being honest, that belt player is Trevor Lawrence. I hate to say it. You're picking the player that is the best player in college football this year. That best player has been, in my opinion, it's still Trevor Lawrence. He's still very good. It has been Devon. It has been Devonte. A hundred and ten percent Devonte Smith. It has been Mac Jones and it has been Kyle Trask. They did right. They picked the four right ones. But to me, it's a no-brainer that Trevor Lawrence is the best best player in college football. If I'm giving the Heisman, I love what Devontae Smith's done, and he's going to win it. I think he should win it because he, what he did at receiver this year was phenomenal. But if it's up to me, you don't just pick two or three quarterbacks every well, you gotta year. you got to be in the playoff now. you got to be in the playoff now to be considered for the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, well – the Heisman at the at the at the end of the day, it's the best player in college ball, and in my opinion, that's Trevor Lawrence. But he won't win, and that's okay. And I think Devonte Smith is very deserving as well. But I just think the award is just so silly, honestly. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't even want to get started. On it, so. <laughs> well, all right. So that's uh, it's going to be your bowl games. We're going to shift real quick to uh, we're going. Uh, we've been every, of course everyone's been seeing a little mock draft here and there, and uh, me and Colton decided we're gonna we're gonna mock up our top five teams. We there's one week in the NFL left, so there could be some changes here in this lineup, obviously. But as of right now, it sits um, the top five picks. The uh, number one and number two is locked in. The ja- J- uh, Jacksonville gets the number one pick. The Jets get the number two pick, and uh, Houston is number three. But they traded their this pick away to the Dolphins. Uh, and the Laramie Tunsil trade. So the Dolphins are a ten and five football team, and on the verge of going to the playoffs. And they sit at number three on the draft board. That is, uh, that's pretty, pretty, pretty nice, if you ask me. And uh, at four, the Falcons. At five, the Bengals. So to make this interesting, me and Colton don't know who uh, anyone has picked, obviously, but uh, we can assume who the number one, uh, who the Jaguars are taking. We know who's going there but i will let colton take this away and he will give his five and then i will give my five so take it away brother well it's very very simple this first pick's almost too easy and i think even if you didn't know football and you've even watched college football for the past three years you would know who this pick's going to in my opinion uh, the Jacks have struggled one position one position alone for as long as i can remember and that's the quarterback position 
Uh, I mean, Blake Bortles had a good little run there one season, I think, and that was literally it. Uh, and who's the best quarterback in college football? And who's the best player in college football? We just talked about him. Sean, who is it? Trevor Lawrence. It is Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence will be the first pick for the Jacksonville Jags. I do think he will be a franchise guy, and I think he's going to be a really, really good football player, and I think he's going to do really well for them. Uh, he's going to have – I think it's going to be interesting to see what the ja, the ja, uh, the Jags go and draft. Um, I don't know why I just stuttered there, but uh, who they go out and get because they're going to need to go get playmakers for not only Trevor Lawrence but on that defense as well. So this is a very important draft uh, for the Jags, and I'm going to be very interested to see what they do. But Trevor Lawrence will definitely be the first pick in this year's draft. Yep. Now you, go, you keep going. You're, you're you're taking the list. I'm doing all of them. Uh, I'm doing, doing all of them. Then, oh, then you're going to do yours. Okay. Uh, the number two spot was actually a little difficult for me because if anybody's watched the Jets here at number two, they've seen Sam Darnold struggle. Uh, for me, uh, personally. If I'm if I'm in in position to make the call of do we need to move on from Darnold or not, if I'm Joe D- Douglas here, which is by the way is the Jets D- GM, uh, I'm moving on, and that's me. And I, I think it's very rare to see another quarterback get taken. If it was me, I would take a quarterback here, but that's really hard to do when you have Penny Sewell right there at number two, and they they, they could use that help on the line as well. Uh, uh, but I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna be bold here. If Trevor, um, I will say, if Trevor Lawrence was not in this draft, so Sewell uh, Sewell will, would be the number one pick in the so, draft. Sewell goes number one. If if Lawrence wasn't yeah, in this draft, Lawrence Sewell doesn't exist. So he's, and he's that you know good. what? I, I I think if we're being honest, if if they want to sit on Darnold, it's gonna be Sewell. That's tricky. The number two pick is gonna define the first round, in my opinion. If, it is. If they don't want to pick, if they don't want to pick a quarterback, and they want to sit on, if they want to sit on Darnold, they will take Sewell. If they do want to move on from Darnold, you're going to see a quarterback get taken here. I don't know who that quarterback is. I'm be very, I'm be very honest. We talk about Justin Fields plummeting in his stock. I'm not convinced. Zach Wilson's good, very good, athletic kid. I think kid. there's a lot of upside to him. There is a lot of upside to him, and that's why you're taking a little bit of a chance because the competition he may have faced wasn't like very good. Uh, but he's still a really good quarterback, and I think he'll do very. He could do very well in the NFL. If it's me, I'd take Zach Wilson or uh, Sewell. Uh, in uh, person, I think they're going to pick a quarterback, and I think it's probably going to be Wilson. So, so you're uh, Lawrence and Wilson, two quarterbacks off the board. Two quarterbacks. I'm being bold. Two quarterbacks back to back. Number three, very easy for me. They need help on that line of the Dolphins. Uh, I think since I'm since I'm putting, I mean, they could go receiver as well, but I don't think they will. I think with my mock that you have Wilson going at number two, that leaves Sewell on the board, and he if he's not going one or two, he's definitely going three. So I think Sewell's going to go three to the Miami Dolphins from that uh, trade from the Texans. Um, so that's an easy one for me because I already got that you know laid out. The Atlanta Falcons one is the one that I was very intrigued by because they could really and truthfully they could either trade back. They could draft the best player available, which there's a lot of arguments who that's going to be. They could, they really need an edge rusher, bro. They need the best edge player possible, in my opinion. Or they could get Micah Parsons. And if it's me, I'm going Micah Parsons. If it's me, I'm going Micah Parsons. Will it be, my, will it be Micah Parsons? I don't know. I'm putting Micah Parsons at four. Bengals, you know, let's say, you know, you got Sewell out. You got all these guys out. The Bengals really could go a lot of different directions. Uh, Rashawn Slater's a guy you gotta, you gotta remember. Uh, but I have, I, and I'm, and call me crazy. I see him picking up another receiver with AJ Green not doing really well. 
Uh, I'm going Devontae Smith at five. That's just me. Call me crazy. Uh, I think uh, they could do really well and give Joe Burrow more targets to throw to, and Devontae Smith is obviously very proven. So I'm going to go Devontae Smith at five for the Bengals. And that's my top five, man. I mean, hey, I could keep going. I've got I've got plenty to go on, but we're just doing five. So those are my five. Uh, Sean, I'm very interested to see who you got, man. <sighs> okay, so I sat down. Um, the Jaguars are on the clock already, and their pick is in, and it's Trevor Lawrence. So um, T-Law will be uh, in Jacksonville. And uh, I heard a lot of people were hating on Jacksonville and just like, oh, you know, he's losing millions of dollars and um, millions upon millions of dollars in advertisements and stuff, not being in New York and whatever. Um, who are the only who are the only two quarterbacks that you see on TV? Three on commercials. Three. I see Patrick Mahomes. I see Aaron Rodgers, and I see Baker Mayfield. I'm missing a big one. Don't tell me. Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield, yeah. That's three quarterbacks. That's three small market teams. Yep. Three small market teams. So you don't have to be in a big market to miss. Dude, you, he's not missing out on millions in advertisements. Trust me. Trevor Lawrence wants to be in advertisements. He's going to get it if he plays well. So the Jaguars take him at one. See, this is where it shifts up the uh, entire uh, the entire board. Um, Man, this is tricky. This is very, very tricky. It's tough, man. It's really so hard to do. The the Jets. So the Jets, I believe, personally, I think they pass on quarterback. I think I think I think they truly do. I think they pass on quarterback. And uh I think they go Sewell. I, 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 yeah, they they go Sewell. Yeah, that's they have a good to pick. go they I mean, have I to go Sewell. The okay, so yeah. now you have Miami who's sitting there at the three spot. So they got Lawrence, Sewell, and Miami. And personally, they they should go wide receiver, but I don't think they will because of the limit. I think they, I think they, mm, this is so tough because I want them to pick a wide receiver, but I don't think they will. Yeah. So I think they draft Micah Parsons at three. Oh, at linebacker. Man. Okay. So I think you go Lawrence, Sewell, Parsons, and then you have the Falcons sitting at four. And to be honest with you, if that situation is like it is, if you can't get Micah Parsons, I think you trade. I think you trade back um, for for like an edge player, an edge and a pick, and someone give them the fourth spot. If you don't trade, you don't. There's no telling how when when you'll ever be this high again. Um, you know. So I think the Falcons. Pending not trade, uh, pick up Zach Wilson yeah. here at quarterback. So Zach Wilson at four, man. I think the Falcons draft it's him if Justin they Fields. don't trade their pick. I'm, it's going to be Justin Fields, Sean. No, they will not draft Justin Fields. <laughs> and then at five, uh, the Bengals need offensive line help, but uh, you know they don't they don't go for it here. I know who they go for. And it's going to be Joe Burrow's old buddy at LSU. They go for Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. I think they go for Jamar Chase at five. Wow, really? Even yes. after he sat out of the season? Yes, I think they go with Jamar Chase at five. Um, and this is a bold prediction, but I think the Falcons make a trade in this draft and they get Najee Harris. I think they draft Najee Harris in the uh, early second round. 
You know what? And I think that would be a very, very good pickup for them because he's going to be a good running back in the NFL. He really is. Yeah. So I think um, I think you get. It's just a matter of getting that trade. So I think I tell you, if the Falcons get their defensive player at four that they want, and they don't draft quarterback, they will trade up to get Najee Harris at uh, for a running back. I think they. Yep. Because Gurley's obviously just not shown yeah. it anymore. This is a one year deal. Gurley was on a one year deal. Gurley, so. I don't know. Ever since that knee injury, that's a whole other discussion. But that, that I mean, yeah. he does not look like the old old vintage Gurley, has he? Yeah. But uh, that was, uh, you know, that was just a. Uh, a premature mock. We'll know definitely who picks where in the top ten, probably the top fifteen after next week. So we, could, I mean, I'd love to do this again. Because, uh, I think they're fun, and uh, I don't know what you think about them, but yeah, I would love to do. It. I say we do it each week now just to see what changes yeah, after yeah. Justin Fields plays. And, and imagine being an NFL play. GM, being able to like be so much. It'd be, it'd be okay. You say it'd be fun, but it'd then be you have to do all the BS. Hell. Oh, it'd be so stressful, stressful bro. They get paid the big bucks for a reason, oh, yeah. though. I mean, it, hey, it, if they offered me that money, I would I would do nothing but talk about that uh, team and look at my team all day long. I would I would make the phone calls. It's like Madden all over again. Be on steroids, though. I'd eat it up, bro. Yeah, that'd be a fun job. That's a dream job. Ask for any sure. Madden fan. Ask any Madden uh, Lee uh, Madden player yeah. that is in those leagues. They'd say, "Oh, I can do it. I can do yeah, it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, anyways. That's gonna be our episode this week. It was uh, it was a good one. We got we talked about a lot of stuff, and uh, y'all be safe and y'all have a happy New Year's. And uh, we'll be back uh, talking NFL playoffs and national championship game. Yeah, guys, we appreciate you. If you do, if you could go ahead, leave us uh, leave us a like on Facebook. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at hot. Uh, I believe it's hot gridiron. Uh, go and also uh, we don't have our our uh, big board this week with Diesel, but d- go go check out Diesel's locks as well. He's one of our good buddies. He's done a really good job this year, uh, and one of our co-hosts now. I would consider him a co-host, Sean, honestly, because he's yep. he's done a really good job for us this year. And uh, on top of that, uh, you know, we just appreciate you guys. If you could go go look at the I got the podcast link uh, to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash seawall. Go check me out. Uh, I'm gaming all the time, so y'all go check me out there. We talk football on that. And uh, thanks for all for all you guys tuning in. We'll see you next week.